Hey everyone, this is Pastor Steve from Faith Community Church, and you are listening to Faith That Works, podcast ministry of Faith Community Church, Indianapolis, Indiana. We're so excited that you've taken time to listen to these words today. Our desire is that this would push you to a closer, deeper, more meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. It's good to express our love to God. Amen. John chapter 15. So the context of John chapter 15 is Jesus is kind of wrapping up his life on earth. He's just finished washing their feet, just had the Lord's Supper for the first time, what we just experienced that. And then I, I think they're, they're making their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. In my mind, they're as a group walking to the garden. And I think that Jesus had a way of taking just normal, everyday things around him and he could compare it to the kingdom of God. Just had a way of doing that. He, he could be out and he'd say, see the farmer right there? The kingdom of God's like that. See the seed over there? It's like that. So he walks by a vineyard where grapes are hanging now. To understand, you know, we don't understand a lot about growing grapes around here, but, you know, there's the, there's the branch and the vine, and, and we're, the, we're, the, we're the extension of that. So I just think as he walks by this vineyard, he begins to express some thoughts about that. So actually today I want to talk to you. You might even want to take notes about this. Just lessons from the vineyard. Lessons from the vineyard. Things we can learn from the vineyard on that particular night that, Jesus was talking and I think it applies to us because we came out of this series on power and John 15 just really stuck to me the idea that God wants us not to just exist but to bear fruit think about that what kind of fruit are you bearing for the king and I think it's something we have to consider and I think there's different levels of fruit bearing. It's not just uh, are you bearing fruit or are you not. And I think God loves you so much, He intervenes in your life to create space for you to have more fruit. He doesn't just say, good luck, hope you do that for me, I appreciate that. He says, you're my branch. Let's work on you a little bit. I don't know about you, but the painful seasons of my life have been good for me. Can everybody hear that? Now, you're in pain right now. You go, I don't want to hear that. But on the other side, it does feel like sometimes we're either in pain or coming out of pain, about to enter pain, because we live in a fallen world. Now, I don't know about you. That makes me long for heaven. I, I do. I, I, the, the, and it's not that... I just long for a day where there's no, where we can just, anybody just excited, just want, just rest. Doesn't rest sound good, right? Some of you like, I, you know, I rest, but it's still always something. Even though I'm resting, there's always something on me, even when I'm quote unquote resting. There's a day coming, church, for those of us that know Christ, where we will eternally rest. And so until that day comes, let's go hard. Let's go hard, right? Sometimes my kids don't like to work in the yard. When I say sometimes, I mean all the time. 
And I'll say, just a little longer. Just let's go a little more. Oh, just a little more. Just come on a little more. Some of you, I think I'm right on right now. Just hold on a little more. Just press in a little more. The end is coming. Time is coming. Rest is coming. But hold on and allow God to work in you, to prune you, to discipline whatever he needs to do to make you produce as much fruit as possible because the king is coming. And we need as much fruit in these dark days. We need Christians to stand up and to rise up and to be exactly Come on, let's give God a hand for that. And to be exactly who God's called us, called us to be. And I and in the days of just attending church, we need to think past that more than that. And for those of you that are thinking church is just Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, you don't understand church. You don't understand what the body's all about. You don't know what Jesus died for. Jesus died for us to move and to impact and to permeate culture shouldn't be permeating the church church is to permeate culture right read the book of acts they changed their culture now was it hard of course it was but they had the power of god to do it in everybody following that so out of this series on power i'll tell you where i'm headed sometimes i know you're like you feel like i'm just in the car and pastor steve's taking us down this road and i have no idea where we're going so we just came out of power Today I want to talk to you about this fruit idea in John 15. And then kind of we're in between stuff, so this is what God's put on my heart. So this is that don't miss season. I want to talk to you probably next Sunday about the idea of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We will not bow. We will not bow. And we need some holy courage. So we'll look at that. And then, I know you, you probably just say, let me know when this couple of weeks is coming because I want to lay out for this one but Jesus and your smartphone what does Jesus think about your smartphone because I'm telling you he has an opinion and my guess is you're not going to like it and I'm telling you our smartphones are changing us not for the better is that okay we need to and I know you're like I'm not asking you to lay it down but I'm asking you to prayerfully consider that's what we'll get to and then I'm just giving you all this stuff. I, I cannot keep a secret to save my life. It, it, when it's Christmas time, I'm like, you want to know or not? I'll tell you if you want to know. Because <laughs> to hold it, is, it's gift all its own. Right? There's the gift of me giving a gift to my wife. And then there's the gift of me keeping it a secret. That's a gift. Right? And then we're going to go into the book of Colossians. We're going to go verse by verse through the entire book of Colossians. And we're going to tear it apart. And I'm going to call it Jesus, the uh, King Jesus. Let's do that. Because Jesus rules and reigns supreme over all. And if we can wrap our mind around that, it'll change us. If we understand he is preeminent and supreme over all. And while the world's just gross and I don't even, I can't even, I've got to get my mind on higher things. King Jesus. Amen. John chapter 5. Let's read five verses today. John chapter 5, then we're going to talk about lessons from the vineyard. John 15, beginning of verse 1. If you're there, say amen. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. 
And to every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he, say it with me, prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. So let's understand this. As the Father is the vine dresser, he is the one that cares and tends for the vineyard. Jesus is the vine. Now, when we think of vine, we're probably thinking about what's crawling along the, the lattice work there, but the vine is actually a trunk, 36 to 48 inches high, and out of this vine come the branches. So right here in this passage, he lets us know that there are branches that bear no fruit. There are branches that bear fruit. There are branches that bear some fruit. And then ultimately, there are branches that bear much fruit. Do you see that? In verse 2, every branch of me that does not bear fruit. And then later, every branch that does bear fruit, that it may bear more fruit. And then in verse 5, whoever abides in me, he it is that bears much fruit. Now, I don't know about you, I want to get to the much fruit in my life. I'm not in, I know that maybe we're different levels, and, and God loves us. Here's what I want you to understand. There's no condemnation here. There's no judgment. God loves you wherever you are in your branch fruit life, but he wants more from you. He wants more from you. He loves you so much, and he gives you what you need to get there. So the first lesson, I want you to hear this real quick. The first lesson, if you want to write, if you're writing notes today, a branch is a connection to the true vine. Intended for fruit. A branch is a connection to the true vine intended for fruit. Look at verse 1. I am the true vine. A lot of people are getting lost and caught up in things that are not the true vine. They're connected, but they're connected to the internet or they're connected to other people. They're connected to this or connected to that. People say, I'm connected. But we need to be connected to the true vine the truth hey if there's ever been a fight for something it's for the truth these days that we're living in no one knows what the truth is and you'll hear things like live your truth what a disaster for life do you you do not want me to do me because then I'm just going to take all your stuff if I do me and I like your car. That's my car. That's, that's my truth. Right? Let, let's all drive down 31, which they're probably they're already doing mostly. Any speed you want. Do you find your truth? You 
adhere to the parts of the Bible that you like and the parts you don't like, just kick those to the curb. It's terrible. It's chaos. We, now watch this. People say, well, we need truth. We have truth. Hold, look at that Bible in your hand. We have truth. We have truth. We have the truth. So we have to be connected to the true vine. And the point of the branch is to bear fruit, right? To be an extension. What well, we talked about this. You don't even have to produce fruit. All you have to do is be an extension and the fruit will come. That's what God wants for us. So some branches, here's your second lesson. Some branches have no fruit. No fruit. It's a branch. It's connected to the vine, but there's no fruit on it. Now watch this. Here's an interesting take on verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, the, 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 the translation, everybody agrees that that translation in every Bible is not quite right. We, we didn't have the words to kind of to match up. The, 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 the correct translation right there would be he lifts up. Watch this. So the branch can get caught up in the muddiness of life. The filth of life. So imagine this branch from a vineyard kind of down. And the vine dresser loves the branch so much. And we, in our mind, and I grew up pretty uh, uh, hardcore, fundamental. You, you, you know what I mean? The Lamb's Book of Life was a whiteboard. And you're in one day and you're out the next. And you're in one day and you're out the next. Anybody following that? Can anybody relate to that? that but, and so what he says here is, the vine, he lifts it up. Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he lifts it up. And what does he do when he lifts it up? He cleans it. Now, everybody says, well, that sounds nice. Not so much. That's called discipline. Right? In fact, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Mike, do you have that? Let's go to, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. I want you to see this. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's jump down. Okay, have you, have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, watch this, verse 5 of Hebrews 12. Do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Right? Remember when you were a child and your parents, back when corporal punishment was a thing, and your parents said something to you like, this is going to hurt you, right? It's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And of course, I was all about, well, let's change roles then. I'm good with that, <laughs> right? Son, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Well, Father, I don't want to hurt you. We can just call this off. Is that possible? Right? But the, the father loves the son he disciplines. Everybody follow that? Now, we think sometimes that the discipline of God is a terrible thing. The discipline of God is love. It's love that says, hey, 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 you're bearing no fruit. we got to do something about that. And so God intervenes in our life. He lifts us up. He cleans us up. He does something painful that we would rather not have 
happen in our life to grab our attention, to shake us, to put us on our knees, to have us call out to God and say, God, and he's like, I love you. I love you. It's the discipline of God. Now, we're going to talk about in just a minute. I'll show you. There is a difference between the discipline of God and the pruning of God. You understand? That? There's a difference. And we'll, we'll get into that in just a second. Let's read verse 7. Verse 7 says this, For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, chastises. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his son does not discipline? So understand that. So God is in the process. So if you bear no fruit, that's an important lesson. If you're bearing no fruit, some of you are experiencing pain today, and you're like, what is God doing? He's trying to grab your attention. He's trying to clean you up. He's trying to get you set up. He's, you're down in the muck and the mire. You're a branch, but you're down. You're downtrodden. You're dirty. And the vine dresser loves you so much. He comes in. He intervenes. He picks you up. He washes you off. He gets you right. And that could be a painful process. But he does it because he loves you. Because he doesn't want to see you just continue to live your life with no fruit. Next lesson. Lesson number three from the vineyard. God will prune you to have more fruit. Look at verse 2. Every branch in me that does bear fruit, he takes, uh, does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now watch that. That was the discipline. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear what? More fruit. So you're bearing fruit. God's working. You've got some things. You can see the evidence of some of this fruit. But it's not where you need to be. And sometimes God has to go to work. And the pruning process is also a painful process. But I want you to look at this slide. Can you put that slide up, that picture? The pruning versus discipline. So watch this. Discipline or pruning. So in both instances... There is pain. The discipline, you're doing something wrong. The pruning, you're doing something right. Some of you even today say, listen, I'm trying to do the right thing here. Why is God bringing this pain on me? Because he wants more fruit out of your life. Anybody follow that just for a second? Because I know some of you get confused, and I get confused. Like, wait a minute, God. I'm reading. I'm praying. I'm doing everything right. Why? Why the pain? Why the circumstance? Why am I having to go through this? Well, he wants more fruit. Well, isn't there another way? Nope. We, we can get into this all day. We want the easy way. Right? I want to be like Jesus. I just don't want it to hurt. Wah, wah, wah. That's not how it works. Right? I'm going to lose 50 pounds and stay on that little Debbie diet. How's that working? For me, not so well. Right? You understand that? Now, God wants fruit which causes discipline. God wants more fruit in the pruning. In the discipline, sin has to go. In the pruning, self has to go. You follow that? This is where I have to die. Right? I want this. God says, mm, you don't want, I want. And I get what I want because you belong to me because you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, and this is what I see in you, right? You don't tell 
right? The, the, the potter, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to do it like this today. What, right? Don't you love it? You know, now I, I, I'm going to tell on myself, which I do a lot, and you still love me, so thank you for that. And, by, and, and th- elders, thank you. Church, thank you. It is easy to pastor you. Well, some of you. So, I'm just kidding. What a blessing to be in a place where you're loved and supported. But can I tell you, I go to a place when I wasn't working for the church, and I like to talk. You know I like to talk. And so real quick, I'm telling people like, hey, why don't we do it like this? What do you think? Have you thought about this? Have you done it like this? And sometimes my boss will be like, hold on. You like just got here. We have a way of doing this. You should just learn how we're doing it instead of trying to figure out your own slant on things. Is that right? How many of you have told God, God, let's do it like this? I was like, really? You going to tell me how to do my job? How many times have we told God what we think God should do? Right? Don't you love it when your children try to tell you how to get somewhere in the back seat of the car? You love that, don't you? Mom and Dad, this, this is not the way. I know what I'm doing. Do you, you sure you know what you, I know what I'm doing. Right? You understand this? How many times have we told God, God, are you sure? Think now, just stop. And think about that statement. God, are you, is this, God, do you know? God, mm, uh, see, I, I think he is going to do this. God's like, why don't you stop having an opinion on what I'm going to do and let me just do what I need to do. Everybody following that? Stop telling God. Stop telling God your preferences because here's the bottom line. I am so grateful for the prayers that I've prayed that God did not answer the things I've asked God to do and he did not do and down the road I'm going whoo thank you Jesus if I had been there instead of right here yay 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 am I following that sometimes you tell you know what we ought to just pray Lord here I am just here I am you do what you want to do I, I have no say I have no say don't you, I keep harping on my kids. They're not here today, so why not? Right? Don't you love it when you tell your kids, here's what's for dinner, and they go, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. You mean anything I fix would be good to you? Yes, yeah, whatever. Just whatever. I have no preference. Hey, what, what, what do you want to do? Just, just whatever you want to do. I want to do what you want to do. How do you think God feels when we say, God, hey, whatever you want. I'm just here. Hey, you know what, God? I'm just enjoying being with you. I'm enjoying my salvation. I'm enjoying your word. I'm enjoying your people. I'm enjoying your presence. You want me to do what? Move to Indiana. What? Right? Just, yes, Lord. Let's go. Right? And I remember that because I used to live in North Carolina and God said, move to Indiana. Right? Right? I'm thankful the honeys are moving to Indiana. Right? It is time for honeybees, I'm just saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. If you don't know what that means, come talk to me. I'm just saying. Right? And, and the, uh, the, uh, the, you guys think so too probably. Right? You're ready for honeybees maybe? But we need to just live surrendered, right? So discipline 
comes from, creates feelings of conviction. Oh God, I'm not right. Hey, have you ever been there? God, I'm not right in my heart. Boy, if you've never been there, we should talk today. Because some of you have never experienced conviction and you've got this false sense of I have a relationship with God because I attend church. I want to tell you today, you might not be a branch. You might be hanging out in the vineyard but not connected to the vine. And the enemy would love nothing for you else but to pretend and to think you are, right? So those feelings of conviction, oh God, because there's no fruit, you're in awe of what am I going to do, right? Oh God, what a sinner. When you come to Christ, you can't come to Christ with this attitude of, well, I guess I'll become a Christian today about time. About time for me to make that decision. I reckon I've sowed my wild oats. It's time to come to Jesus. Now, that's not how you come to Christ. You come to Christ, woe is me, I'm a sinner. God, save me. Anybody hear the difference? That's the way you come to God. Now, when you're in pruning, it's not about conviction. It's about, oh God, I trust you. God, this is awful. I don't understand it. I, I, don't, I have no idea what you're up to, God, but I, I trust you, God. That's pruning. That's where God wants to develop more fruit in you. Discipline. God wants repentance. The best place for you, if Gunder is right here. I heard, I heard a story just this week where this lady came to this old pastor. And she said, Pastor, something's not right in my heart. I feel so dis." Connected from God, and I just don't know what to do. I don't know what sin it is. I just have no idea. He said, fall on your knees and start guessing. Fall on your knees and start guessing. Because to be honest, we know what's wrong. Do we not know what's wrong most of the time? We are too prideful to admit it most of the time. So we've got to move from Conviction to trust. God wants repentance. In the pruning, God wants surrender. Discipline ends when sin stops. Discipline ends when the sin stops. Pruning ends when God's finished with his work. Right? You you don't get to tell God, "Um, I appreciate wanting more fruit in me. You can stop now. Right? Hey, I, I went to the altar. Um, I trust you, just so you know, and uh, we're good. Stop, please. Stop. For the love of God, stop. Stop pruning on me. I can't take it anymore. Stop. God's like, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I'm going to do what I need to do in you to get you where I want you to be. Everybody following that? You got to take your hands off. You got to take your hands off. God wants you to bear more fruit so lesson three was god will prune you to have more fruit lesson four is this abiding produces much fruit verse four abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit unless it abides neither can you unless you abide watch this whoever verse five abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Now I'm abiding. Now if I can get past the discipline and I can get through the pruning, 
What now? Because, Pastor, to be honest, I don't have a lot of pain in my life right now. So guess what God wants you to do? Just rest in Him. Abide in Him. What does that mean? That means He is your everything. He is your all in all. He's your thought when you wake up. He's your thought when you go to bed. Your mind is fixed on Him. It isn't a, hey, listen, this is not Sunday morning Jesus we're talking about now. It's 24-7, That's how many hours in a week. And it's Jesus. You are my all in all. And I am just enveloped in you. And I in you. And you in me. I'm abiding in you. And now Jesus goes, here we go. Now let's go. And that's when fruit does, like I did a, a week or so ago, plop, 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 that's chicken, not fruit. I don't know what fruit sounds like when it pops out. But you understand? Fruit just comes out of you. Can, can I be honest with you? When I abide, I just become different. I'm not working at it. Right? When I abide, but then, but then, in my abiding, God sometimes has to drop He'll turn the screws a little bit. He'll have to crank it down a little bit. He'll have to do a little chop. He'll have to do a little work on me. Oh, man, I'm going to abide in you. God, you keep working on me. Oh, man, just what are you teaching me in this moment, God? I want to trust you more. Deep develop, because God needs to develop a little more peace in me, a little more patience in me, and a little more salt, long suffering in me. He's working on me. Right? Remember that old kid's song? To make me what I ought to be. Anybody remember that song? Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars. And there's other words to it. Right? God is working on us in a constant state to make us more like Jesus and so that we can bear much fruit. Much fruit. And then finally, the fifth lesson. We're wrapping this up. Coming in for a landing. You can do nothing apart from Christ. Nothing. Some of you are saying, I got this. You have nothing. God has it. And God has you. You following that? You can do nothing apart from Christ. The pruning, the discipline, the abiding. It's all about Him. And so God wants to move you. Listen. From no fruit to fruit to much fruit to more. He wants to move you to the state of bearing all this fruit. So guess what? When people say, look at all the fruit. Uh, it's just Jesus. It's not me. It's not me. Oh, if you, if you knew me and you knew what I was capable of, you wouldn't say that about me. If you see any good in me, people say, oh, you're good. I, listen, there's nothing good in me. But if the Jesus in me pops out a little bit, that'd be all right. Amen. And as I surrender to myself and lay my own life down, so I've got one more picture I want to show you real quick. Mike, if you want to throw that up on the screen. I heard a story from a friend of mine who was at a water park one time. And you know how kids are at a water park, and there's a long line, and the line was from the top all the way to the bottom. Well, one kid was just taking forever to go down the slide. I mean, he was at the top, and you could tell he was scared. So everybody's like, oh, come on, man, it's hot. Water slide lines, long. This thing's going on for days. Go down the slide. And the father was at the bottom in the pool. We'll call him Johnny. I don't remember. Johnny, come on. I got you. He's in the bottom of the water. Johnny, come on. And the kids are like, Johnny, come on. Everybody's being patient. In fact, everybody's kind of getting upset at this point because Johnny's taking his time. And the father's down at the bottom going, Johnny, I got you. Johnny, just let go. Just let go. Here I am, 
Johnny. So Johnny eventually let go and went down the slide, and everybody cheered. And my friend said, no one noticed it until the father picked Johnny up that Johnny was blind. And while everybody was judging Johnny for going down the slide, he was taking a step of faith. He could not see the water slide. He did not see the beginning. He did not see the end. But he heard his father's voice. He heard his father's voice at the bottom of the pool. And he said, I'm going to go to where that voice is calling me to. Can I tell you, church, you may not know the path you're on right now. You may not know the start, but I can promise you the end. And I can promise you that the Father today is saying, trust me. You just trust me. I'm at the bottom of the pool. I'm, I'm going to catch you. Let me do what I need to do in you. So where's your branch today? Fruit? No fruit? Hey, if there's no fruit, you need to ask somebody to pray for you today. You're feeling this thing like, I, I just, something's wrong, something's broken. Let's deal with it. It's not going away. You're going to have to deal with it. Maybe you have a little bit of fruit and God's working on you to get you more fruit. Hey, just surrender. Don't fight it. Just go down that water slide. Listen to your father's voice. And some of you today are going, hey, pastor, I'm just being honest. Life's pretty good. Then stay. Abide. Abide. In the morning, in the evening, let it be Jesus all day, every day. Would you Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Faith Community Church is located at 6801 South East Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46227. We are on the south side of Indy on the corner of US 31 and Southport Road. For more information about our church, please go to www.fccindianapolis.com. We worship Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., Sunday nights at 6 p.m., and midweek services as well. We have activities and studies for all ages. We have something for your entire family. Come be a part of our family. We would love to see you sometime. Have a blessed day, and always remember that Jesus changes everything.